Good morning, podcast listeners. Good morning, the family. Greetings to you wherever you are in the world. This is Christine, and I am so excited that you have joined me for today's very special episode of B. We are talking about Be Healed, and I have the most amazing guest today, Mr. Melvin Davis, author of Healed for Love. Melvin, can you speak? Yes, I am here. How's it going? Everything is going well. Everything is going well. We are so excited to have you on the B Podcast today. So ladies and gentlemen, I would say buckle up. We're getting ready to dive into an, an amazing conversation about being healed for love. So ladies and gentlemen, you heard that right. I am so excited. Welcome, Melvin. How are you today? I am doing well. Good, good. Well, we are so excited and more than thrilled to have you on the B Podcast as we talk about Be Healed. And you're gonna talk to us about your amazing book, Healed for Love. And so before we dive into that, I want you, Melvin, to tell the people a little bit about you. Uh, where are you from? Where did you grow up? I'm from um, Stanford, Connecticut. Um, so I grew up in, in much up in Stanford, Connecticut, but also um, spent some time um, in Northern Virginia. Um, but I am from Stanford, Connecticut, and um, I'm from, well, I'm going to say I'm from Virginia as well, because much of my childhood um, has been, you know, been spent in Northern Virginia, um, as well as high school years. So um, I guess you can say, uh, you know, I got Virginia in me and, and also uh, Stanford, Connecticut in me. Okay. So it's, it's good that, that, you know, to be groomed in both uh, states. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I will say I do have some family uh, that's in the Virginia area and I've been to Stanford, Connecticut, my oh, wow. goodness, okay. uh, years ago, eons ago. I was probably yeah. like nine or 10. <laughs> so, oh, okay. yeah, that it's, it's been a minute there. But um, but welcome. And so we are talking about your book. Um, can you tell us, is this an autobiography? Uh, what type of book is it? And is this a new release this year? Um, it's a novel um, that I released um, this year in March. I've been working on it for a few years and uh, finally got the time to, you know, finish it. So this is my, my first book and it's, you know, some of it is uh, fictitious and some of it is, is truth. So it's, it's a mixture of both. And I think that, you know, at the heart of every uh, fiction story, there is some truth in it that makes it realistic. So a lot of me is in that novel. Okay. Wonderful. And if I'm not mistaken, Melvin, you got to correct me if I'm wrong. The book <laughs> itself, Healed for Love, is a, it's a, a, a bit of a romance novel, right? Yes. Okay. Talk so, to us a little bit about that before we dive into the questions and all. Well, the, the title, Healed for Love, and then the tagline with the book, Broken for What You Long For, um, you know, in short, deals with uh, the process of healing uh, and what that looks like and what's happening, you know, while we're healing. 
Um, and also, you know, what life looks like, you know, when you're waiting for God, you know, to release and unveil the love of your life. And so I, I deal with, you know, the process of healing um, and and what, you know, what that all that encompasses and, you know, what we should be working on while we're waiting. Okay, okay. Now come on with it. What <laughs> we should be working on while we are waiting. That is so good because what you just said is that while you're waiting, that does not mean you sit with your hands folded. You got work while you yes. wait. Time okay. is never idle. Time is never idle with God. <clears throat> and, Amen you know, to that. And, and most of us think that, you know, what is God doing? Why, why haven't I met her yet? Why haven't I met him? And, you know, is and, and using wisdom, you know, rather than asking where is this person um, at in my life, I think the more important question is to ask why I haven't met this person. Okay. Because because God in his own wisdom, he he you know, he, he knows our life better than, than than what we do and he can see into the future far than what we can see. Yeah. And so, you know, in this in this process of healing, you know, you gotta ask yourself, you know, what is it that's within me that I should address? Mm-hmm. Right. For my own personal life, yeah. For your own personal life. You know, you, you said something there like, what is it within me that I should address for my own personal life? Uh, here on the, uh, on the B podcast, my listeners have heard me say many times before, internal inventory. So yeah. What is it that I need to work on? And so, you know what? This this podcast is called Be Healed and we are featuring your amazing book. I have not read all of it, but I have read some excerpts that I am going to mm-hmm. pull out in today's conversation and certainly get your thought on that. Um, and so, be- yeah, yeah. So before we do that, you know, for you to write this book, there has to be an experience. And so what I want to know from you, Melvin, I've got just a few questions for you. What you said something already, like while we're waiting, like where where are they? You know, it's not like, God, why haven't you brought me this person? It's really what do I need to work on internally? So here's my question. What do you think it takes to be healed? And this is emotionally and physically. I think it takes um, the fact that you have to acknowledge that mm-hmm. you need to be healed mm-hmm. um, and oftentimes you know we can we can carry hurt and carry burdens and not be aware of it um, right. and you know we can move on from you know a toxic relationship without asking God to heal us um, <laughs> or to even point out our faults in that situation mm-hmm. and what we can learn from it right and so you know when we move forward, you know, without doing the work it takes to be healed, we end up just repeating our past. And that relationship pattern continues to perpetuate itself. Right. No, that, that's absolutely a key, I think. You know, first acknowledge how can you address something that you can't see? You can't put your finger on it. You can't say, hey, I need help right here. I'm hurting right here. And then you said, acknowledge our own faults. You know, one of the things I've come to understand, Melvin, in healing and in growing and in getting better is not necessarily our faults in a sense that we're going out and being mindful to be wrong about something, but 
it could certainly be these places where we need maturity, <laughs> believe it yes. or not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So where am I immature in this? Where can I be stronger or where can my pers my perspective change uh, regarding a thing? I I'm, I'm with you on that. Certainly recognize and then look at what you need to do. Um, here's my, my other thought and question for you. So I, I'm guessing, Melvin, I don't know. Um, are you a single man? Um, I am not a single man. Okay. So you're you're not married, but you are dating. Yes. Okay. Courting. Right, right. Okay, courting. So in your experience as a single man who is courting and, and all of that, and we're talking about what it takes to be healed, uh, in your in you know, experience or opinion, can healing take place? quickly or does it it just i think every every situation is is different you know you know it, to, to say that you know god does you know our healing process you know the same way would be probably inaccurate um and we have to keep in mind that in order for us to be healed it takes cooperation from us we have to cooperate mm, with God. That's so because, good. Because we can we can resist those signs that God points out to us and kind of just brush them off and continue moving forward. Right, right. It takes a and then and you know, if it, it, it takes a level of humility to be able to confront what God is showing us in the mirror. Ah, now that's good. You said a level of humility. Well, you know what? That that makes me think too, just about uh, a general self-awareness. A lot of people are not self-aware and that humility to be able to see what God is bringing to your attention, what he's saying, hey, I want you to mature in this area. I need you to grow up. I need you to change your perspective. Like that takes a lot of strength and courage. It does because pride pride would suggest there's nothing wrong with me. Right. Pride would say, No, it's not me, it's you. Oh, all day. All pride day. Says, I, I got it all together. Yeah, no, I you know, pride would try to reverse the psychology. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here here's here's another thought for you as we're talking about be healed. I just think there is so much that goes into being healed. Um, it is a broad, broad subject in the sense yes. that um, not only physically, as I mentioned and alluded to before, but emotionally. And there's a lot that takes place with that. One of the things I think is absolute critical, um, too, is counseling. Um, yes. Sometimes you need counsel that is outside of your friendships, outside of your oh, yeah. family, outside mm -hmm. of, you know, we pray about it. Absolutely. But the psychologist and the psychiatrist, they do have a science where they can understand the mind. So I think, you know, that healing, it's a process, you know, and it encompasses quite a bit. Um, and so understanding that, how? Do you maintain your health after you've been healed? How do I maintain my health? I believe that, you know, our health um, and sustainability um, essentially rest on our relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so and by that, I mean, you know, I'm still connecting, you know, to my Lord and Savior and spending time with him. Right. And, and, and speaking with him and allowing him to minister 
you know, the minister to me. I'm, I'm spending time in the word. And as I'm spending time in the word, I'm also being healed. Right. Right. Because there's, because there's life and light in the word of God. And when I consume that in my spirit, there is an enlightenment that happens. Mm. There is there there is healing that happens. Right. Because right. It, it, it's it's impossible to be stressed and broken in the presence of God. Amen to that. Amen to that. So the word of God, you maintain your health by your relationship with God. And I'm telling you, I have learned a long time ago that, you know, relationship with God has nothing to do with uh, four walls, uh, a preacher behind a pulpit. Um, It has nothing to do with that. This your relationship is relationship. Uh, salvation is all about relationship and in order to maintain our health spending that time that love and light that is able to wash away the hurt or to minister to the parts of your heart that you can't put your finger on and you know there are some some places that you know we we don't know how to address but i do believe that god does and so you're absolutely right there. I love that. That's key. That's foundational. Um, and then so here, here's my last question with regards to these before we dive into your book. Okay. So with the questions that I asked about what it takes to be healed emotionally and physically, uh, your experience, does healing take place quickly? Can it? And then how can you maintain your health? How do these questions relate to your beautiful new book, Healed? for love well and in relation to you know my own personal process of healing uh and and i would date this back to maybe 2011 um which is when i started writing um heal for love it was called love again at the time Mm -hmm. um but i i took um some time away from from dating Mm -hmm. about a about a year um I just felt I didn't have a, a desire to date. Um, but, and I didn't have that desire because the Lord was drawing me to himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that drawing, I've come to learn that the love of God is sufficient enough. Mm, oh, that's so good. In your time of being wooed, I would say, by the presence of the Lord as he's healing you and preparing you and just pouring back into you, you realize that the love of God is enough. It was enough. I didn't I didn't need <clears throat> to experience the romantic love mm-hmm. to feel alive and, and valuable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. I love love. Come on with it. <laughs> That is so good. That is so, so good. So, you know, as, okay, so before, uh, you know, we're, we're getting ready to dive in and I do have a couple things I want to, to ask you. And then I want to save something uh, toward the end of this conversation today. So you are a black man uh, in these times. And I say that um, with such honor and respect. You hear me? You're a black man, you're a single black man. And so how, I mean, I know now that you are courting, you're you're courting a beautiful young lady, but how has your dating experience been prior to your healing and all that? I just need you to talk on a general level because I do know that 
you know, some of our audience will have some single black men who are, <laughs> you know, professionals in their own right, doing their own thing. I need you to talk for a moment. How has it been dating as a black man? It's a great question. Very um, important question. Yeah. Um, because in healing, um, you come to wholeness. Mm, that's good. And when you're whole, you're able to make wise choices and decisions and to see things in your wholeness versus as being broken mm -hmm. and wounded. In other words, when you're whole and healed, you're able to, you know, gauge and discern what the spirit of God is saying about a person or about that situation. And it may not necessarily be negative or bad. It can just be that person is not the one for you. Mm hmm. Right. Or mm -hmm. it can be some some red flags that the Holy Spirit brings to, it, to your attention that you wouldn't have been able to discern if you were broken. Right. Because because when you're broken, I, I think in, instinctively as human beings, you know, we, we want to be loved. Right. Mm -hmm. We were created for love. We were created to give love. Um, but when you're broken, you, you, you are yearning and clinging to someone to love right. what needs to be healed. Right. And right. so, and, and, and also in, in becoming whole, what God has, has, has done with me, he, he has um, redefined what love is. Oh, I love that. I love that he's redefined what love is. Oh. And, and, and that definition comes from a biblical place. It comes from a biblical perspective. It, it's, it's more healthier where I'm, I'm not looking for someone to define or complete me. But I'm looking for a woman who looks like a Proverbs 31 woman. Okay. <laughs> you so, better speak and, on that, yes. And, and so, and, and, and God redefining, he, he strapped away my definition of, definition of love and gave me his um, by, you know, pointing me to, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 of, of how the Apostle Paul so eloquently by the gift of the Holy Spirit to find what love is, I began to set my eyes on, on scripture and look through love to the lens of Christ. Mm -hmm. As in love is kind, love is patient. And then, then, and then the Lord, and, you know, I asked God to help me to understand a woman. Mm -hmm. And in and, and asking and seeking the wisdom of the Lord, he brought me to Proverbs 31. Wow. And when you study, you know, that that chapter in, in Proverbs, you get a an image. Ah. Uh, you get an image of the character, the integrity, right? Uh, of what a woman of God looks like. Right, right. I oh, I love that. I love that. So, I mean that that is perfect. I I do appreciate how you just really. Uh, kind of made that very plain. Uh, when you read Proverbs 31, you get an image and it's not about how yes. long her hair is. It's no. none of that. It's the character because that's what you want. Uh, that's what we all wanted, you know, uh, as a uh, single woman, you know, you you are believing God. You want you want to see the character of God. Yes. And right. so that that is beautiful. I absolutely love that. And that's that's a perfect segue uh, as we kind of dive into your book. I want to kind of start with uh, your book. There is a foundation 
um, <laughs> that you laid in the book. And I started to say, you know, here, here was my, my, my question for the foundation. And so if you don't mind, Melvin, I just want to read uh, a little bit of the foundation, which you have just so eloquently stated in your own words um, as to, you know, how God was ministering to you uh, as a, a single black man. Uh, and he was wooing you. So this is what you write in your book. <laughs> you said the foundation of every godly relationship. No, the foundation of every godly relationship has a foundation. Okay. There is always something to every relationship. There's a foundation to every godly relationship. And then you talk about uh, the story rests on uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Uh, and you say, I hope yours does too. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy or boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves, love never fails. And so I love that. And then, of course, you put the scripture in there again, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 that you just mentioned. And so my question was the foundation, you know, you just kind of told us a little bit more about that. But why did you think it was necessary? to talk about that and to place it in the book where you did. Um, because I, I think, you know, if, if, if any Christian believer is, is looking to have a godly relationship, you know, they, they need a foundation to give them direction mm -hmm. of, of where, you know, what is the end um, of this courtship? Where, where are we headed and how do we build the foundation to get there? Mm -hmm. And you know this the scripture um, in First Corinthians thirteen it, it gives us it gives us a template of how to love one another, mm -hmm. how to deal with indifferences, obstacles, and issues that could potentially destroy what God intended it to be, and we need the help of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us in our you know pursuit of love and sustain that once, once we find it. Amen, 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 amen. That is so rich. We do, we need a template. We need to know how to sustain it because I don't know any one of us who has a purposeful mind to enter into marriage and enter into a courtship. And what I certainly do believe is a life partnership to fulfill the plan and will of God uh, you, you're entering into that with the mindset, okay, like, yep, this five years, you got, you know, 2,678 hours and then it's over. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there's always a mindset, like, I, I want this to last and I want it to be right. And, uh, and so we're going to trust God in all of that. And so I agree, there must be a foundation. And so what I want to do too, I just want to pull, pull out a couple of different, uh, excerpts from your book. Not the entire thing, because I do want people to go and to purchase this book. Uh, I'm excited to read the full scope of it. I've not yet had the time, but there have been a, a couple of things that really kind of jumped out at me 
that I do want to kind of talk about and hear from your perspective um, as the author as to where this came from. So this is chapter one, all right? And all so right. Uh, I, I want to read for you listeners. I want you to hear me um, as I read this excerpt because I will say, Melvin, when I read this, I was not expecting this from you. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> because you are a man writing okay. this, all right? all right? All right, listeners, so take a listen. She reached into her purse and pulled out an unforgettable memory. Fine creases in the ultrasonogrammed remain like the ache in Jennifer's heart. She unfolded it just about every day. Kayla, you would have been nine today, Jennifer cried, tracing Kayla's cradled body where her tiny arms could be seen reaching up, appearing to grasp for something. Jennifer swore she could tell her baby would have, have taken on her big round eyes and oval face, her pointy little nose, semi-high cheekbones and dimples at the side of her plump cheeks. She got up uh, and dropped to her knees, covering her mouth. Aborting her had been the most heartbreaking decision she'd ever made. At 18, she was pregnant by her high school sweetheart, Robert. The reality of not being ready to be a mother, uh, uh, a child's mother, wasn't the only factor that had influenced her decision. Her father had threatened to pull her from college and disown her from the family. Not only that, but she'd also faced another fear, losing Robert. Now, I'm telling you, I read that and I was like, wait a minute, brother, <laughs> wait a minute. From a man's point of view, what you depict and what I just read to our, our listeners, Jennifer was a young lady who had the sonogram in her purse and she had been carrying this thing around. She had aborted a baby nine years ago and she was still hurting from that decision. Not only she, you know, had her father threaten to disown her from the family and just cut her off, but she also faced losing her high school sweetheart, Robert. So Melvin, here's the question. You know, tell us a little bit more about Jennifer and what made you decide to lead with such a, 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 um, a poignant, controversial subject mm -hmm. yeah see and, and and creating you know a character in the story you know it's important to have layers mm -hmm. it's important to have depth um you know you're going to need um some conflict you know whether whether that be internally or externally mm -hmm. and so i wanted i wanted to i i and this is with dialoguing with my editor um, you know, we, we were discussing like, you know, there, there's something like something is missing from the story, something that's that's going to like add um, to Jennifer's character. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, depict Jennifer as a woman of God mm -hmm. who has fallen short in her past, yet she's still dealing with the guilt of it. Mm -hmm. And so, and in, in trying to write this scene, I wanted, you know, very descriptive. Um, I 
I kind of envision a scene. I, I, you know, I kind of, you know, when I thought about, you know, the sonogram and, and how the crease remained, you know, how the crease is in the sonogram and the, the ache in our heart, like I try to show like how, you know, there's like a, a, a parallel, a match there. Right. Because as that, as that crease is, is, you know, seemingly, you know, permanent, so mm. does the crease and in, in the ache in Jennifer's heart. Right. Right. Uh, and, 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 and this is a, a Christian, you know, based novel. Um, and I want to, I want the reader to see that, you know, none of us are perfect. We have done some things in our life that we're not proud of, that we've had to repent for some things that we probably haven't forgiven ourselves for. Mm -hmm. And, and, and this ache in Jennifer's heart, and going back to the title of being healed for love, that's me, you know, depicting that. Right. Right. Wow. Well, I, I tell you, I I just thought it was incredibly moving. Um, and again, I just was not expecting that from a man's point of view. Um, but it was it was it was really good and it, and it grabbed me. Um, because it just did. It was a moving moment. She was making a case about getting funding to help other yes. women who had gone through abortions. And yes. and literally the percentages that you gave all throughout um, all of that. And I was like, wow, this is really, really good. So you bring a lot of, of things to light, um, even in just that, that short amount of time. And so it was really, really good. Um, and so folks, yeah, mm -hmm, yep. I'm telling you, you got to get the book healed for love. Okay. You got to get the book. So there's something else I want to talk to you about, um, uh, Melvin. So this is chapter two. So this was reading and here's an excerpt from the book too. Okay. So um, uh, the two had become close. They had something in common, a toxic relationship with their mothers. I was like, <laughs> okay. okay, you better talk about it. So I just wanted to kind of bring out that line because I think, you know, when you talk about being healed, uh, relationships affect all of us. And whether we realize it or not, a lot of us, have had to be healed from relationships. More importantly, yes. parental relationships. So here's my question uh, to you. Melvin, so these parental relationships really do have an effect on how we adult and how we go into um, our adult relationships. Uh, you know, it's been said for a woman, if she did not have a relationship with her father or a strained relationship, that she will look for attributes of a father in her spouse. And for a man, if he has not had a good relationship with his mother, he will look for the same in a spouse. Do you believe this is true? I think there is some truth to it um, in, in, in terms of like, you know, if, if an individual hasn't, you know, experienced that motherly or fatherly love, they may look for those qualities uh, or experiences in relationships, you know, where a young girl or young lady is, is looking for a man to sort of like offer her that sense of protection and security um, and, and, and maybe 
fatherly love in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, vice versa for a man, a man might be seeking, you know, you know, if he had a very contentious relationship with his mother, um, he may not want to experience that with another woman. Right, right, sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just think, you know, that was a good point uh, in the book. And, you know, it was a place for the two characters to bond. But that toxic relationship with parents in general, um, I think certainly affect the way we date and affect our marriages. You know, so as we are moving along and uh, along and ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, you are going to want to get this book healed for love. Uh, not seen anything like it, but I think that there is certainly some areas and points of entertainment and also <laughs> <laughs> some areas and points of learning and substance. OK, just really, really good. Now, here's another excerpt from your book. Uh, Melvin, uh, I'm going to do like one more maybe. And then I want to talk uh, a little bit about something that you wrote to your future wife. And I want the, the listeners to know about that. But in chapter seven, uh, here's another excerpt from the book. It says, she was so impressed that she texted pictures of the lobby and the refreshments that David had left for her. Her mother replied that she was jealous and that she'd never experienced anything like that before, even after being married for 30 plus years. There's still hope, Jennifer texted back with a smiley face. And so just that simple line, Melvin, my question to you, when it comes to being healed for love and it comes to dating, um, how do people, how do we maintain our hope that is beyond somebody else's experience. Our, our hope, um, it rests on God's promises. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I believe that if marriage is in the will of God for our lives, that alone gives us hope. Yes, indeed. And, 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 and it, 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 it encourages us to... <laughs> continue to anticipate and expect mm -hmm. and to have faith and, and, and also to not settle. Right. To have faith and to also not settle. And I think I, I, I love that. And I think too, that, you know, I, I have just been telling people and, and one of my founding scriptures is in uh, Jeremiah 17, seven, uh, eight, nine, seven and eight, I think. Yeah. And it says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. So you've got to be able to have your trust in God. And I, I believe, I, I wholeheartedly believe that if you as an individual, whether you are, um, you know, a uh, uh, believing, um, you know, or, or whether you are spiritual or whatever the case may be, I believe that marriage is certainly a good thing. It's a God thing. And that if you have the desire to be in a marriage, that God will fulfill that. Um, I, I believe that. I, I just think that marriage is certainly 
It's a good thing. It's a God thing. And that if you have the desire to be in the life of another, not to see what you can get, but to be in the in the life of another, to pour into, to love, to cherish, to honor, to, to work with, to work for, to work on behalf. I got your back. You got mine. Like all of that. I do believe that, you know, God will honor that. And that's certainly a place, as you mentioned before, our hope is in God. Blessed is the man who trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Not yes. your situation, not your hurt feelings, okay, but yeah. the Lord. So I, I do believe that. And then here's one other thing I wanted to call out before we dive into this really personal um, message that comes directly from you. This is chapter eight. And there, there are a number of chapters in the book, folks. I'm telling you, you've got to get this book, Healed for Love by Melvin Davis. Okay. So chapter eight, it says, when they reached home, her mother helped Jennifer with her bags. Approaching the front door, Jennifer paused, caught up in painful memories from the past. Here's my question. Here's my thought. Melvin, how important is it that we as individuals be freed and healed from painful memories? I want to say, one, it's, it's God's will for us to be healed. Yes. Um, and, and, and walking in, in wholeness. Um, and it's also important to you know, in, in, in that particular scene, you know, I wanted to, um, you know, I, I, as, as Jennifer is approaching the door and she, and she, you know, grabs the, you know, puts in on, on, on the doorknob to open, that's where, that's when the, the memory hits. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that, and that, that goes to show you that, you know, we can have a, a lot of, you know, baggage mm -hmm. buried down, buried down in our souls. Yeah. And can and we can go throughout life not noticing, or it our baggage becomes normal to carry. Mm. Like we're we're normalizing our hurts and pains and trying to move forward and and saying that you know I'm I'm strong enough to get through this. I'm going to continue moving forward. And what and what I wanted to show in, in that scene was that no Jennifer is still there's something else there. Right. Right. So it's, it's not just the abortion, mm -hmm. but it's, it's also parental. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that that is good. You're absolutely right. You know, when we don't let go of the baggage, when we don't let go of the past, we carry those things around like like it's normal. And it makes me think about Erica Badu. Bag lady, you're going to hurt your back. OK. <laughs> You can't carry all that stuff. And I and I, I think it's it's really important too, just to call out the fact that for women, we are receivers. And so we naturally will carry, literally, we carry life in, in our in our bodies. And so um being able to understand that we have to release, we have to let go. And like you said, it is God's will. Now, and I agree with that. Whether you get married or not, it is still God's will that you be free, that you yes. be healed, whole, and well. 
all, all the way around. Absolutely. All right. So this is good, Melvin. This is really, really good. So here's the, the last thing I want to ask you about. And then um, I'm going to have you just share a few words with the listeners about where they can find more information about your book, where they can pick it up. You actually did an amazing video. Uh, you have a YouTube page under Melvin Davis, and that's M-E-L-V-I-N Davis. And we'll also have your information uh, right here in the podcast so that folks can click on it and get more information about you. But you did an open letter to your future wife, and it's okay. a video of you reading. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I certainly, I'm telling you, I took about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lines. <laughs> ten lines out of I, I just I just wrote it. I was like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. So tell us a little bit, Melvin, about what prompted you to do this. I would I would say it's hundred percent Holy Spirit mm -hmm. um, because you know never would I have have imagined to um, you know to write a letter to my future wife. And it's not to say that you know I'm I'm not the type of guy who's not able to, but it wasn't on my radar. Right. And so this letter came about um, while I was uh, blogging. Because um, I have a, a blog that I dedicate to, you know, God, love, and relationships. And so I was writing a blog one day when all of a, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit come over me. Mm -hmm. And I stopped blogging and I just opened up a document in Word and just started typing. Mm -hmm. And I was just typing um, the words that the Holy Spirit, you know, was giving giving to me. And after I got done writing it, I'm like, well, this is a, this, this is a letter. Mm -hmm. And in writing that letter, you know, I mentioned, you know, while God is working on you, he's, he's working on me. Right. Mm -hmm. as, as, and, and, you know, and this goes back to the word of God is it, it's life. As life was written on the, on the document through the Holy Spirit. Right. And begin, those words begin to manifest in my own life. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. For example, my, my process of healing, you know, from being broken. God mm -hmm. is, is shaping me and sculpting me in, into a man who's, who's able to, you know, to, to love in the way that God wants us to love each other. Mm -hmm. You know, he's preparing me to be a leader, a spiritual leader, a protector, a provider. Like these are the these are the things that came about um, as a result of my healing, right? And then the Holy Spirit, you know, just speaking that into existence in my life, right? Uh, again, I say it all the time. Well, I have on this podcast. I love love. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I love what you said though. There's so much richness. In that, and I can hear the depth of your own relationship and the depth of your journey. I don't wow. have to have gone through that with you, but I can hear that what you say wow. it is authentic and it it rings true. If if that's even such a thing, and I believe it is, because I I just think that it it is the word, it is light, 
and it is life that is coming forth from you. And so I just want the people to hear like just what I wrote, uh, because this is really good, folks. I'm telling you, whether you are single or married, I encourage you to go and listen to The Open Letter to My Future Wife by Melvin Davis. You can literally look that up on YouTube, Open Letter to My Future Wife, and Melvin Davis, his name is spelled just as it sounds. But a couple things that he said in there that I thought was just really, really sweet. Uh, he said that you will be a testament to my a testimony to my patience. He said uh, that God's timing is perfect. And then he said he was praying for you to experience wholeness. Uh, may you be full of joy before you meet me. This is what the man of God said. Be full of joy before you meet me. Uh, he said, I want to be a man who is transparent and vulnerable. Uh, I want to develop a wonderful friendship with you. I want to know what's inside of your heart. I want to know you before I propose. You said that, Melvin, which is really good. And then I thought, too, at the last part of the open letter, you said, don't rush love. We'll find each other soon. Amazing. Thank Just you. Absolutely amazing. Really, really good. Uh, sure, it has been an absolute pleasure to uh, interview you, Melvin. I appreciate your time. Um, I appreciate your heart and you just obeying what God has given you to do to write this book, uh, to share your story of love and light and to be an upstanding uh, black man in these days and times, much honor and respect to you. Can you tell the people where to connect with you, how to find, uh, how to buy and purchase Healed for Love? Well, I'm heavily active. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but I'm more heavily active on, on Instagram. Um, and you can find me um, under I am underscore Melvin Davis. That's I A M underscore. Melvin, M-E-L-V-I-N, Davis, D-A-V-I-S. So that's my Instagram handle on Facebook. If you type in, you know, Melvin Davis, you know, my picture should come up. My, um, actually, my account is, is public. So, you know, you'll be able to, you know, find me immediately and, and see the content that I post. Um, Heal for Love is available on Amazon, iBooks, Google Play. Um, also on uh Bars and Albums as the ebook ebook version. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so those are the platforms that you can find help for love. Wonderful. Well, Melvin, I tell you what, again, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to go and support this author. Go and support this man of God. Go and support this vessel as God continues to use him in such amazing ways. Melvin, we appreciate you. And be podcast listeners. I just want to encourage you, do the work necessary to be healed. Acknowledge that. Don't be afraid of it. Do the work. There are great, amazing things in store for you. All right. Thank you, Melvin. We appreciate you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Now. Take care for your thoughts, heart, and mind, and be healed. 
love yourself, realize that you are loved and you are worthy to be healed in every single capacity. You have every single thing it takes. We are, I am always rooting for you and victory in every part of your life. So keep buzzing in the world because we need you to be.